0: I view sex, sex with self, sex with anyone, is a, as an act of self-expression. Um, That's not, incredibly it's, helpful. It's not about it's it's not about any other thing. It's not it's not about giving something to someone else. Like we were saying, like it's about expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can self-express with other people. Much like playing in a band, mm-hmm. like creating art with somebody. Like mm-hmm. if you can do that with another person, mm-hmm. Dancing that is with that somebody. is beautiful. That's mm-hmm. amazing. But to me, at the end of the day, is a form of self-expression. <laughs> yes.
1: Not the lip smack. Oh, absolutely the hell not.
0: Welcome back to Politics of Pleasure.
1: That's not how we're starting this episode. Stop. That's not okay, okay, that. you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Politics of Pleasure. No, it's hey. not even that.
1: But what I will not stand for is those lip smacks. <laughs> I just won't stand for it.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Politics of Pleasure. I'm your host, Nia. And I'm your host, Des. We release new episodes every other Thursday. Follow us on IG at Politics of Pleasure Pod or on Twitter at Politic. even though I never put anything up there. So whatever. <laughs> and thank you to our supporters. We really appreciate everything you give us. We just did a little cash out um, and we're making more money than ever. So thank bam, you. Bam, but every bam, every bam. little bit of support counts and helps us dearly. Truly. As we both fund to move out of our parents house so,
1: no but yeah like y'all again, really a little
0: too old for this y'all really don't
1: understand like the we're sitting chilling in a room just shooting the shit we were shooting the shit before and while we have a vision for this podcast that we really love and appreciate it's like genuinely overwhelming when people come up to talk to, talk to us about it a I know. but it's even more overwhelming for me to, like pay a bill with uh money i know with money
0: from people who care about what we have to say
1: yeah that's crazy so um if you feel so inclined um (laughs) join um but truly 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 thank you to everybody who supports us Mm. you mean more than you know because like you just said we trying to do other things like yeah speaking of money (laughs) what's the giving sis (laughs) what's it giving
0: it's giving billionaire blowout balls to the wall like (laughs) trying to go to the moon yeah spacex i'm trying to buy twitter um yeah the billionaires and the billionaire companies there's news there's news there's stirrings um (laughs) not stirrings. let me start with the negative news first and then we'll go to the positive news yeah take the trash out. The negative yeah (laughs) not the trash take the basura out let's take it out back um so elon musk as I'm sure you may have heard, just put in a bid to buy Twitter. Just because the man doesn't like what Twitter has to say or its uh, policies around censorship and information. So he's like, fuck it. I'm a billionaire. I can just go ahead and like, it's like he like went to the store and was like, you know, let me go buy a motorcycle. Like (laughs) it is giving midlife crisis. I think I saw somebody post that somewhere. Like it's truly giving... Uh, what should i do with my money today guys of
1: all (laughs) i can tell you so many things that you can do with your motherfucking Mm -hmm, money mm -hmm. to buy another platform for you to just use for your own propaganda truly go fuck yourself yeah like The amount of money that that man possesses is literally astronomical. Like it is hard for thank you. It is unfathomable. It is for most people in this world. It is literally difficult for them to understand the amount of money that that man has, and for you to use it. He doesn't either. He doesn't either. I don't no. For you to use it, there's so many things that you could have used that shit for. And because they're talking mean and they're like censoring my um my freedom of speech. I just want to talk because I'm a white man who has a lot of money. And I yeah. you just feel like you have the entitlement to just do anything. Like you have the entitlement to just buy a whole media platform and make it private. That's weird.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's the part. That's the, love. that's the nuance too for y'all who may not have fully read up on this. <sighs> what he essentially did is he was part of Twitter's board. And as a, as a Twitter board member, there are certain policies they have in place to keep any one board member from having too much control over the company financially. So they had like a, a rule in place that kept him from having no more than like 15%, 15%, um, of ownership over the company and then he was mad about that so he oh is that what yeah and so then he was he declined board membership because he was like <sighs> i'm not going to be able to control enough of the company that way and they were like all right cool buy my nigga and then he came back to them with this like 40 something billion dollar bid for um just straight up ownership over twitter and they were like cool the money talks <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> and then now that he's moved forward with this bid he is going to be taking twitter private you will not be able to have any shareholders in twitter which let's talk about why
1: that's scary yes exactly let's talk about why that's scary because that means that that man has power over all media on twitter and has no accountability because shareholders mean accountability yes
0: shareholders do impact the value of a good or service like whether or not you invest in a company um and shareholders often make decisions with their dollars based on like corporate social responsibility the ethics of the company or even just the financial decisions that the company makes shareholders then have a reaction and they say hey i either want to invest or divest from this company meaning i want to give you my money based off of your value or or take it over Away. take
1: my money away because of a behavior that you yeah. are doing a value that you stand for mm-hmm. or whatever you're, it how is. you're using it whatever.
0: whatever but there is no longer public access to invest or divest from Twitter so that just means the man just does whatever he wants he, he which With again a platform that large that platform is
1: massive and we were so. talking about it online or offline we were talking about it offline that the amount of a news that people get yeah from twitter from twitter is it's like people's primary news source thank honestly you. other than like facebook correct in many cases correct and the amount of people who also make their money off yeah. of twitter not to mention like black creatives like mm-hmm. marginalized people in general black people sex worker like literally twitter is really important for I'm a lot of people to
0: see how it would impact sex work
1: i'm interested only too only
0: because elon musk's whole thing is like no censorship at all so yeah, he one would hope that at the minimum that would because they already be letting a lot right. Slide on it's kind of giving wild west girls already. are fucking fucking on Twitter. Yeah, and girl. my timeline is blowing up sometimes, and <laughs> <laughs> because it's news about oh Ukraine, and then like somebody like posting a DM of their like webcam him, chat, like, like backblown. Yes, some shit, exactly. Yes. Like, come find me on live Jasmine later. Jesus. So. Um, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting mixture, so I'm curious to see how that would work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think, to your point, my biggest my my biggest concern, based on Elon Musk's own personal philosophy on information, is that this will allow for the spread of misinformation. Yeah. That's the biggest thing yeah. that I um, am concerned for. So
1: it'll also just allow for another just massive, massive shift and focus and like exerted effort to center white men again. <laughs> Yeah, and their like, ideals, their and their imagination, ideals. their views of how the world should be, which is not obviously not anything new, but it's just a the newest iteration with a really large platform that again was already pu- that was once public, so a lot of people had the ability and say with their money dollars about how it's moving and grooving, and again, it's one of it's like a cultural staple for most media people. So the fact that one person owns it now, which it's not again, it's not a abnormal for most media outlets but just is the latest occurrence and people using a lot of money to just (laughs) get their message across Mm -hmm. and no one else's which again i can give you a thousand different things for you to do
0: with your motherfucking money than that than that but you know some people are stupid anyways (laughs) um because Elon musk like isn't smart to me but whatever and The flip side of this narrative on billionaires and corporations is that the Amazon union was formed. (gasps) The first Amazon union was formed in, um, the dearest borough of Staten Island. Shout
1: out to the working people. I think it was Staten Island. Shout out to the people, the power of the people. That's incredible. Yeah, it was done. It's, it's really incredible.
0: But, um, It was led by black and brown folk, of course. Of course. And the, I think on the topic of misinformation and like spreading of slanderous things. And truly, I think the other big concern I I have, of course, is like who, what happens when you, um... Post information that is an affront to or in disagreement with said billionaire's interests or exactly. values. Yeah. Um, and that is, of course, why Amazon always, is always trying to strike down unions mm-hmm. because union organizers obviously are trying to change the dynamics and the power structures at play within Amazon and also force people to question whether Amazon is even like a valuable good or service (laughs) or ethical Um, or ethical in any way. (laughs) Um, So in, in the like ongoing battle to create the union, it there was a lot of misinformation that Amazon was spreading Mm. about the union leaders. Mm. Um, And that's why I think it concerns me kind of in tandem with this Elon Musk business, because like imagine what your Twitter feed would look like if a billionaire named Elon Musk owns Twitter, and I guarantee you that nigga knows Jeff Bezos intimately, and they're looking to spread misinformation or lies or yep. boost information that would further promote their own uh, corporate interests yep. and strike down any efforts to collectively organize, unionize, etc. cetera. Um, so they went around saying that the union organizers were, the okay, this part cracks me up because also I'm like, yeah, rich people don't know what's going on no they because don't because they have zero their cliff. tactics to try to <laughs> take down the union organizers oh, oh, we was talked by about like this before, yeah it yes. <laughs> was by like basically saying they were like uneducated and like didn't go to school and <laughs> were kind of like stupid and i'm sitting here like do you understand who they're trying to collectively organize Most- many people who also don't have college degrees yeah <laughs>
1: You shouldn't in listen our working to them. Class? They don't have a college degree. Like I'm like how what? does that make any
0: sense?
1: I What are you talking about? What has, how does that ha, have anything, anything to, to do with this? With my working conditions Thank in you. your fucking warehouse. Thank
0: you. And like why would what a person with about? a college degree have more intimate knowledge about my working conditions as a working class person than the person who actually just works the job that I also work? Shout out to the working class cuz y'all <laughs> because that narrative of
1: because you don't have a fucking piece of paper and you didn't yeah. go into massive amounts of debt in order to <laughs> <laughs> in order to say that you're educated when in reality, there are so many working class people, incarcerated people who are educating themselves yep. in a way yep. that is actually impactful to their literal reality mm-hmm. and livelihood. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck y'all for that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So
0: yeah, no, it was. I was like, I can't believe someone in like marketing and tactics and propaganda at Amazon thought this was a smart way to try to defame these people, but like, to your point, rich people don't know
1: like like uh, they're and n- they're there's in a, a different difference reality in my in my reality or in, in my mind. I think there's a difference between rich people and wealthy people because mm-hmm. I think wealthy people understand the value of money and understand that it can go and move and flow in different places and are normally intentional about that. Albeit how you choose is whatever, but you can be a wealthy person, and, and I feel like. Move in a different way than a rich person, and rich <laughs> r- rich people to your to your point are like we just have money, and what I <laughs> do with my money today? Exactly. What should I do with my money? We today? just have
0: money, like we yeah. just have money, and yeah. you can just like wake wake up and like make money. It's like what's her face from Mean Girls. I'm immediately thinking right, but something I did want to highlight from the victory of the Amazon Please. Union, um, that I thought was really powerful and poignant, and to me deeply relates to the mission of our show is. Whenever stuff like this happens, I make a point to try to learn from whatever the organizers found successful Mm -hmm. and see if I can apply it to my own life Mm -hmm. just in a relational way. Mm -hmm. And... I read an interview. So the the organizers' names are Christian Smalls, Angelica Maldonado. I hope I'm Maldonado, yeah. Um, and Michelle Valentin Nieves. Um, they did an interview with Jacobin magazine, which we will certainly link to the interview in the description so you all can read it yourselves. But something that they highlighted the interview asked like, what was one of the tactics or ways that you got people to actually even give you the time of day to mm-hmm. want to listen? to hear about a union, because obviously unions are very political, especially talking about it in a work setting. Good question. It's hard to even break the seal and get someone to want to care yeah. um, without fearing for their job, Absolutely. right? So 100%. like, how do you get past that? And one of the things that Chris Smalls said is he was like, look, we just like made people feel good. We made people food, we made them feel safe, wow. and we ha- made them have a good time. Wow. Like, they would just throw functions. They would throw pizza parties, they would, like, b- have barbecues, like, they would just, cre- it, w- it was a cookout. And I just thought that was such a beautiful piece of information and a lesson that I think we can all apply, yeah. and a reminder of why it is so important to have joy and pleasure in our movement work, Yeah, because... That's sometimes all people need. Like, that is that is the thing that people needed in order to feel safe enough to then begin Talk. to express their concerns yeah. about the issues they've been facing in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and he said, too, food in particular was that, like, binding That's agent. It. That thing that made everyone feel like they could kind of collectively rally around something. And... Again, that's what I love so much about people of color. Like Our communities are so food-focused. Like We love food. We love the way it tastes. We love cooking it. We love talking about it. Um, 40%. No, I'm sorry. 60% of my band is food. 40% is mm, actual music. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like whatever feeds the soul is going to feed the movement. So it was just really nice to hear that little tidbit. And I wanted to share that with you all so that you can carry that around with you. And never forget the importance of that whenever you're trying to talk to anyone about anything that um, may be difficult for them to even begin to process. Yeah. Um, is like creating a safe, joyful environment. Playful. Playful fun, environment yeah. helps people loosen up and begin to process some of the things they, they need to or haven't felt comfortable speaking up about. I'm so
1: glad I know that. Yeah. Who – I mean, who was it? One of our thought leaders said, you know, in the – the way that it's going to be the way that this movement is the the way to make me people go towards movement work is to make it as pleasurable as possible yeah
0: yeah It may have been adrian marie brown i it think may so. have been somebody else honestly. yeah
1: but in order for us to to do any type of revolutionary work mm-hmm. it has to be deeply yeah, rooted in i'm pleasure. not
0: gonna want to go to the function if we're all just suffering and sad right the whole time <laughs> right right
1: there has to be joy mm-hmm. like there, like tony morrison did say that, that, that i remember that there has to be magic you have to mm-hmm. have the love and the magic it can't just be suffering because that's not that doesn't inspire that doesn't spark yeah. which is one of the the ties of my personal art mission is to understand how art and movement and organizing come together Yeah. because the joy that comes with music and gathering through music is something that I have really um, dedicated most of my love and Mm -hmm. life to. So I appreciate the fact that I know that information. And I also appreciate the fact that I know that it was food that got people. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It was fucking mac and cheese. It was, I, I, I believe it in my soul that somebody was eating mac and cheese and said, let's make a union, and change the world, which I love. It's beautiful. I love so. that. But another um, celebratory thing is what you're about to talk about next. Oh. Which what? is the Black
0: Maternal <gasps> Health Research Center. Oh, my God. Now, that's some news that I care about. Yeah, that's like some celebration. hmm mm-hmm. Yes. So if you have not heard, Tufts University will be having a Black Maternal Health Research Center as part of their um, medical school. That's fucking crazy. And that's it's going to be dedicated to creating which i love creating scholar activists that's like the explicit <gasps> term that they use um like call uh, scholar activists uh, policymakers essentially people who have a like three-pronged understanding of black maternal health so wow. it's like they understand the medicine but it's intersectional with other disciplines yeah um, because i think as we also know like science and the medical establishment has a hard time breaking into government and policy yeah. and like Policies. having a conversation yeah. um So I'm just glad to see that they're taking a more holistic approach to it and really trying to pump out people who actually have a full understanding and knowledge of the sort of like end to end process of from the research and understanding and bodies and people and humans Mm -hmm. to the implementation and how we actually govern, how do we regulate this process? How do we protect these people and like a policy level?
1: Yeah. I like the, I like the, 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 it feels like there's a new push for more holistic um, approaches in health and wellness. Yeah, um, and the ones that are actually intentional. Because albeit there's probably uh, those that are talking bullshit, but the ones that are actually oh, intentional, like yeah, genuinely, of
0: the, some of the woo woo girls, some of the woo woo
1: girls, some of the woo woo girls shit really out there exhaust me. The woo woo spiritual of night, some of y'all really exhaust me, but long story short though like i like the fact that the holistic approach is going um and blending more into the science and medical field because there there is such a divide between um a holistic (laughs) a holistic perspective in medicine um and which is the reason why they have felt so split and are literally different separate entities anti-each other and and anti-each other yeah to the
0: point where i'm like there's value in both. There Come is on, guys. value in Like both. we need to stop hating on each other, and I think if we swing too far one way or the other, we're really digging ourselves a deep hole. That's honestly one of the one of w-
1: w- that's where I lay. Yeah, is really is like the spectrum between um, yeah. Eastern and Western medicine yes, in that for regard. Yeah, same. But I do love the fact that Western medicine is is more is adopting more of a multi pronged approach, which is yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah, more yeah, Eastern, yeah, yeah. Um, or and absolutely more indigenous. But um, it's nice to see that being
0: applied to black women specifically mm-hmm. in medicine mm-hmm. and, because, that's and specifically maternal run, run by a black. woman. That's because, the you know, a black woman is, is spearheading this operation. Well, so. you know, we just, <laughs> we just do it better. Huh? We do tend to show out. We do, especially like this,
1: something this specific. Um, right now of all times is such mm-hmm. a joy. Mm-hmm. Cause we just got past a state um banning abortions all out like flat out so the fact that we have a uh new brick and mortar ass place that black women specifically can feel safe in when they go
0: to like do any type of experience with their pregnancy makes me so happy i hope so anyways final point on what to giving who to follow this week a dearest youngster, <laughs> I'm so proud of the youth on TikTok. <laughs> the youth. Um, them. his name is Khalil Green. He, I. The reason why I thought of him is because last week we talked about black and queer slang. Mm. What's he giving? Mm-hmm. And um, he frequently does like whole entire critical like media breakdowns of how um appropriation, especially on TikTok, like the f- actual flows and channels of where the origin of a cultural phenomenon comes from and how it ends up getting mutated and distorted, stolen, shared and reshared and appropriated until it becomes a whitewashed mainstream thing. Mm. Um and he has a whole post on AAVE in particular about this along with some of he loves to he loves to point out your problematic faves as well and and really like breaks I down live. the way that certain celebrities benefit from and profit off of making themselves proximate to blackness without being black themselves and appropriating AAVE or black costumes, colors, hairstyles whatever it is like so follow Khalil Green on TikTok um, let me get his at sign. Um, what was I gonna say? AAV. There is a
1: TikTok that I will also find of a black girl impersonating a white girl, girl imperson- talking, oh like talking God. in AAV AAVE, and
0: I'm telling you, it is the, the funniest, funniest shit. shit. I know exactly what you're talking about. Who is that tic- Who I makes know. that? T- who it, made that TikTok? I don't know because TikTok I'll find is it. like. I see so many of them. I believe it's so in myself. So hard for me to pin it down. I'll find it. No, but, but yeah,
1: there is a video that floating out there of a black girl impersonating a white girl talking in AAVE, and I peed my pants. It's so funny. It's so funny because the white girl's really yeah. Because it's, doing it's stuff.
0: a it's a compilation of black slang that has like no context. It's rooted yeah. in no specific location. Oh my god, so, a white Hispanic girl.
1: Some a call uh, said the word "bussy" to me the other day, and I went, "Oh, what? Yeah." So we, I guess we're. I guess that also has came to the zeitgeist.
0: Yeah. I mean, bussy's bussy's for the gays. So yeah,
1: I mean, gay, but still someone said, um, someone said bussy to me the other day and I said, Oh, oh
0: I okay. I thought that was a weirdly, is it
1: not a Caribbean? I don't
0: know. It's a bussy? gay. See, gay. Cause you're talking about butthole. Pussy. No, I know, <laughs> No, I
1: know. <laughs> but I'm just, I, I don't know why I felt it was maybe, maybe oh. the only reason why I heard, it, maybe the reason why i thought it was caribbean is because i only heard caribbean people say it i see i <laughs> but, yeah i've heard
0: any but they're any all gay person with a bussy yeah say bussy yeah but they're all <laughs> gay. but
1: that's my point it's like i only heard it i only heard black gay people yeah say that word Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. when i was like when i heard another person say that word i was like y'all know that shit
0: yeah see i don't that's a that's one where i don't know where it came from i i just know that it's for the bussy having individuals Thank in the community you. i do not have a bussy so i don't either
1: <laughs> that's why i'm like it's not mine i i just i it's not mine and it's not yours so i'm confused i have you found it. i say i say bussy like occasionally but <laughs> i that word don't leave my mouth normally so i'm like yo I, i'm just it
0: and should i be saying it
1: actually am i okay saying it? I,
0: i don't it's not a derogatory term oh, okay that's the point <laughs> it's, it's not it's just it's literally just a term oh, used antenna. to describe but,
1: but that's what i say but that's <laughs> the point it's like i i was confused because mm. i don't use that word because i don't have one and i'm like i know you don't have one either so i'm confused as to how you even know <laughs> that word
0: see i don't know the jury's still out on that one i i have no idea i have no like authority to say you should I. be using it one way or the I'm other okay. but don't forget to f- f- follow Khalil green let me oh, not forget my train sorry. of thought um Khalil green on tiktok it's I'm the worst it's at <laughs> (laughs) no it's really fine because our trains of thoughts are um auntie trains of thought Mm -hmm. um okay at khalil green that's at k-a-h-l-i-l-g-r-e-e-n-e on tiktok he is one of the many black youths doing the lord's work of making sure that you dumbasses don't keep acting a fool on the internet but that's not Y'all my ministry. It is Khalil's. It? So I'll yeah. still
1: go and do it. Isn't that crazy?
0: Well, um speaking of bussies, we're talking about masturbation today. <laughs> I don't have a bussy to masturbate with, but I'm sure many of you do. So what a actually segue. I do, but I don't use it because I'm good on yeah. I'm, I'm good I'm on fine. what's going on back there. Yeah, I'm all I've right. got another hole. I'm I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. Some um all set. V- vagina having people do love to use their butthole for things. Yeah. That's not my ministry. No, so. not
1: mine either. I have a lot of, actually, not a lot of friends, but I have a, a couple who are like living their lives, like, <laughs>
0: and I'm like, okay. Now you're putting everyone on blast, my community of boho users. Like, they don't know those like, people. Shut up. They don't know those people. But we are talking about masturbation, and and kind of an extension of what we were talking about last episode on sex. We figured it would be nice to now like zero it in, hone yeah. it in, and really talk about like sex with self and yeah. what that looks like. Yeah, I think sex
1: with self uh, is. the most important so
0: um yes so on the other side of the break masturbation Mm -mm -mm -mm. yeah Welcome back from the break. We're ew, ew. We're, ew, ew. Uh, we're talking about masturbation today. Wow, a topic I love. Yeah, you want to kick us off? You got thoughts? No, nah, <laughs> I'm just, no. <laughs> nah, no, no, we're, we're just sitting here. Yeah, I have nothing to say. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a topic I uh, really dig because I really do think that um, you can't have good sex with someone else
0: if you can't have good sex with yourself i agree what was your masturbation like as a kid we're going there oh my god i just want to know because often that's like you know that's that's really where because masturbation is our often our first form of sexual exploration Mm -hmm. for any person unless of course there are children who have experiences that they did not consent to that are their first experiences with sex (sighs) which i hate and i don't yeah and i don't want to exclude that from the conversation i don't want to universalize that everyone's masturbating first um but it is like uh, most for many of us our first four four way foray into consensual sex yeah at all Mm -hmm. it's with ourselves Mm -hmm. so it just so formative we carry it with us for the rest of our lives yeah um in many ways and so i'm curious to know what your baby desiree's like beginning (laughs) formations of like sexual self was kind of looking like oh um i didn't really
1: masturbate until quite later in my life to be honest but i was pretty sexual in terms of like curiosity as yes, i was younger that makes sense yeah. yeah it doesn't always have to be like <clears throat> i
0: sat down and i masturbated yeah
1: like i didn't actually like <clears throat> start masturbating probably until like yeah college okay and i think that's honestly just because <laughs> <of> how <laughs> how my uh living situation was that yeah that does affect things yeah and then also <laughs> um Just in terms of me as a kid, I was pretty one track minded in the fact that I was like, I just want to sing. like Mm -hmm. I just want to perform. And I
0: had the most fun doing that. Um, And you're not very hypersexual. I'm not. Based on your articulations.
1: Yeah, I'm not really a hypersexual person anyway. So like my sexual curiosity came in like what I was seeing people, I was like, oh, they look good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like cartoons like Simba was cute. I don't care what none y'all have to say.
0: Elastigirl has it. Elastigirl has it. <laughs> um, who else? Who else? Nala, obviously. Um, any one of the Hercules, um, women, women absolutely. The like the the whatever 100%. goddesses that be singing. I was like Aladdin. Give me a baddie in every shape.
1: Aladdin, as well as Jasmine
0: actually jasmine's yeah. a little irritating but you know
1: I, I don't aladdin was never my bag he wasn't my he wasn't my first choice but like i but again i wasn't a, i i was a sexual person in terms of that like seeing yeah. if they look good or not but it, i wasn't oh, sh- really, really sorry
0: sorry because i know we're both gonna agree yeah homeboy from mulan oh that's who needs oh. to be involved in this conversation Take right down. now i Take forgot his down. name shang shang thank you yeah
1: Woo. yeah Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely, General Shang. Absolutely. Actually, oh my you God. hit the nail on the That's head. That's what I'm I saying. Say like yep. I knew,
0: I knew it. Correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Moses could get it. I was also going
0: to say him too. <laughs> this, this conversation has devolved to which Disney characters we would smash. I know. Yeah,
1: but, but <laughs> I, uh, to to wrap it up, like my uh my masturbation didn't really start until college, and then my masturbation got really wrapped up in um my like weed and creation situation nice. i think like my first uh time i like actually masturbated and orgasmed and it was great was when one of the first times i like got high and then went yes. home after a party That's and then the listened to music and masturbated and it was the best thing i've ever done for myself because i felt i felt really creative after that but yeah oh. there was a lot of shame there was a lot of shame around touching my body period yeah. Um, just being a chubby kid, Mm -hmm. just being a dark skin kid, whatever. And also my family, um, I developed quite early and they made me very aware of that. So when I was, when I developed quite early, they were like, cover her up, which I understand because of the world that we live in. I also don't understand why that onus is on the kid. I would clock the adult, but that's another conversation. Yes. Um, but in any case, I felt very much like a lot of apprehension and like, shame around touching literally touching my Mm. body because i was like i'm i'm overdeveloped so apparently that's weird and i'm also fat so apparently that's weird but i don't feel weird about that and i'm just trying to like be a kid and like fucking play video games and sing whatever the fuck or whatever i was doing drawing or whatever the hell so i i think that in college when i was like oh no i'm cute yeah Um, that was the awakening that was the awakening um and it also allowed me to work around my feelings around shame mm-hmm. and also my feelings around just mm-hmm. sexuality in like period because i wasn't a sex i wasn't a crazily or not crazily but I, because i'm not an uh overly sexual person in general yeah um when i went to college it was really like me masturbating was like a a mind game of like who am i actually mm-hmm. attracted to because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like who am i imagining right now Like what's going on in my Mm. head right now, which has been a really nice thought experiment. And I've been used, I've used masturbation in different ways and tools for that regard. (laughs) So uh, I think for just like pleasure and just like having fun, my favorite is just playing music and like, you know, just doing what I need to do. But that didn't really come until college,
0: yeah. honestly. Yeah, and to your point, yes, space. Like, if you don't have a space where you feel comfortable kind of doing that play, then Mm-mm. it's just not happening. Yeah, no.
1: It's just not happening. It's just not happening. But I was looking at people and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I think I was I was absolutely sexual i was actually i was absolutely sexual with other people before i started masturbating yeah
0: interesting which is weird. yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. i not weird i don't know i don't Everyone know if it's weird comes to it differently right
1: actually yeah you're right i, I don't think it's weird it was just how it mm-hmm. worked because mm-hmm. like I, like you just said like my living situation i'm not comfortable doing yeah, my, yeah, my yeah, mom's yeah. House. but um i would be you know in the streets in,
0: You'd be in other people's homes. I'd be in other up. people's
1: homes. Um, <laughs> I'd be in other people's homes. In high school, I was, you know, just living my life like it was golden, and and then in college, when I had actually the space, yeah. I think I started yeah. to. to masturbate. But
0: I love that your some of your first memories of actually masturbating in a way that like was masturbation and not just kind of like musings of touching yourself mm-hmm. was a creative moment. For oh yeah, you, that's not everyone's first time Mm. masturbating right like not everyone not everyone views masturbation that way either Mm. like i've talked to so many people who they they have so much negative shame around masturbation Mm -hmm. that they kind of view it as like an obligation almost like Uh. even just like a and honestly i'm thinking of young like young boys like young people with testosterone yeah they just be masturbating because they have urges. Yeah, they don't know what like, their body is doing. They, other things. Yes, they, and they you just, just be have to figure it out. Waking yeah. up hard. As yeah, L, and yep. and it's like if I don't release this, I'm not going to school with this boner. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> so I like get. That's why yeah. honestly, I do Pink. value shows like Sex Education mm-hmm. and like Big Mouth because they very candidly articulate yeah what a teenager or like preteen is going through yeah. which a lot of times feels very shameful
1: but i do think that you touched on a good point that i want to make sure is mm. that that we touch on again is like the idea of like masturbation looks different with different genitalia yeah so if I, we were just talking with two people with vaginas yes, but people with course. penises have a completely different relationship yes. with geni- with uh masturbation oh 100 and so and,
0: and like hormone exp- like hormone exactly balances. like people have different of all genitalia people have different hormone levels exactly of all kinds. yeah and if there's anything i've learned from talking to people who have started taking testosterone mm that shit is a drug Mm. oh wow (laughs) like that it like really does it takes your body on a whirlwind and so does uh, estrogen like it just they they move in different ways they take you in different directions and so it's just a process to get your body to acclimate to whatever it has going on inside of it yeah (laughs) yeah and i do think that's why masturbation can be cool and beautiful is Mm -hmm. because it is a way if you're approaching it healthily and in my experience it is a way for you to begin to manage whatever is going on in your body oh a hundred percent like you just just recalibrate sometimes sometimes like oh my god bro i used to sadsterbate all the time yeah girl i would i would be sad and then i would <laughs> masturbate and like a single tear would come down oh my god yes. <laughs> oh. and i would like sometimes i would watch oh my god what was her name the like clinical ethical porn subscription i used to share it with somebody when i was in college oh erica lust oh uh. <laughs> the erica lust videos and i i everyone was like this porn's amazing i was like not really everyone here's very pale and very like skinnier than a rail let's talk about it so let's talk I, about i'm it. good like i'm not like i'm not like this is revolutionary yeah i just liked it because they had like i'm a 4k hoe <laughs> <laughs> some people really love watching porn that's like grainy as fuck and like kind of like off kilter mm. and I am like I need that shit high motherfucking definition I need the vi- I need the visuals on point s- what are you yeah, talking like, about yes I need, I need I need the visuals on point I need the audio crisp oh, I- <laughs> audio was
1: incredibly important to me
0: so I would watch the Erica Lust videos because they had like sound design mm. like they had actual elements in the video that mm. were a little more intimate it created a feeling of intimacy that you can't get by watching fucking porn hub. Yeah. So, there's this one video I'd watch all the time that had music that made my brain feel really like melancholy. Mm. So, I would just watch that video and even though sometimes I wasn't really fucking with the people who actually fucking, yeah. I would just put it on mm-hmm. and then use it as like a background and then sadsterbeat my life away and feel sad to this melancholy oh song God. like playing in the background. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny you say that cuz I have a similar that's so
1: so uh i had a sad ish song on my masturbation playlist mm-hmm. that
0: kept playing and there was this what, what song is it if i may ask or can i or am i not right. I'm okay, say. okay i'm gonna okay. tell you offline all right all right it's very personal to me. okay
1: that's fair um but uh yeah i just had like once i'll tell you offline um <laughs> I, I had one song on my playlist that i uh there was a season where for some reason that was the song that just kept playing whenever I organized yeah. so I heard it one time when I was out <gasps> and I immediately got wet <laughs> and I was like oh my god Oh like, my I god. literally like co- like cognitively like how you sad like anytime mm-hmm, you're sad mm-hmm, you start mm-hmm. to masturbate anytime I heard a spe- like specific songs on my playlist I would immediately be like I have to masturbate I have to and go I was like do this. whoa yeah. but in public it's a lot <laughs>
0: So of course, because you're just out here juicing and yeah. like yeah. in line to get food. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I at was the like, grocery store. What an like, interesting time to that's be like. so funny. Yeah. But I think it is beautiful having like, I'm sure everyone has their own anecdote of of like masturbation context. Yeah. Um, and I just, I think it's such a beautiful way to to figure out what's going on with you
1: like emotionally
0: or physically like sometimes i will masturbate when like when i was having all my vaginal issues like lots of vaginal problems i would masturbate as like a remedy to them Mm. because i used to have issues having like intercourse with penises Um, I was cool and me and the girlies and the gays were having a good time, but whenever I was having sex in a straight fashion, (laughs) um, I think my my body was like, girl, do you really want this? (laughs) Um, um, and I do in fact, love a peen. So I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I don't, but, um, I would like use it as like a way to self lubricate because Mm -hmm. i had like vaginal fissures and like issues going on down there and sometimes i just needed like my own juices to like moisturize it and like get things correct i feel just like recalibrate so i feel like i've always returned to masturbation as a way to just like get my mind right or get Mm -hmm. my body right Mm -hmm. sometimes i would masturbate in a way that was like not great and not cute and and definitely as a way to try to just like instant gratification myself Yeah. Um, Which I think many of us have done before. Like, it's so hard not to. Yeah. And that was a point where I I noticed both my, like, masturbation and my sex life weren't good, right? Because it Mm -hmm. it wasn't even just about the masturbation. It was literally, like, a reflection of where I was at as a person and in my life. And so I always view masturbation now as, like, a tool for self-reflection.
1: Right? I was going to say I like hearing the fact that you are also a person who uses it for, for specific reasons. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, I think that masturbation is useful. Yeah. I, like I don't think most people talk about mm. it in that way. Mm-hmm. It, or at least I didn't learn about it in that way. If it being yeah, useful, no. it's either no. a sin or it's, or it is something that you is uh, like, we just said it's an uncontrollable thing or whatever. It's yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? Or like, an
0: indulgence that's like beyond. Yes. And I, I did want to touch on, I think the cultural narrative around uh, masturbation in the U.S., which Mm -hmm. is deeply tied to religion, like deeply, um, and tied to capitalism and productivity, and like the value of really only having sex for reproduction,
1: Mm -hmm. like the church. Sex for pleasure is not
0: a thing. Yeah, the church and the church and capitalism are besties. Um, Yeah, they really motherfucking are. I know you know that, but I just need to remind the people because. It's so wild how the narratives the are created. The crowd. You truly the, uh, the, the, the narratives crowd. are created to serve one another. And yeah. so of course the church benefits from people having a a truly like production value relationship to sex, oh, which yeah. means we're having sex to procreate. Mm-hmm. Why do we need to procreate? Because we need labor. <laughs> like we need people to work jobs or
1: um on the on the crown side we need to have sex it doesn't matter if you like this person or not but we need to produce an heir to
0: yes to pro- like lineage um lineage, and like bloodline. protection of of family wealth yeah so regardless it's all for profit <laughs> yeah those those are those are things and means to like protect assets and yeah. like money and so that's part of why gay marriage and or gay sex is considered sinful in the church because mm-hmm what are gay people giving us not babies <laughs> like <laughs> that's not happening when gay people have sex um and what's coming out of masturbation not a baby yeah and the perception was always like if you're masturbating you're not fucking each other um straight people you're not fucking each other that's weird right like you're not you're or, like you're, if you're a
1: masturbator sometimes like a weird fornicator that is going to turn into like the weird queer narrative that yes of like around. you're gonna
0: become a pedophile yeah, or like a creep um and I do think that the word, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce a word here. I'll be using the words. We're gonna build. Last time it was phallocentrism. This time it's onanism. Okay. And the only onanism. reason, yes. Okay. And I love the, I love dissecting the word because it, the origin is one. Ona? One. Yeah. Like Self. Oh. Um, onanism is the like old school term that religious people and officials would use to describe delinquents who would masturbate. Oh, I'm an onanist. They'd onan- be yeah, you'd be an onanist. You'd oh, the, you onanist. would participating in onanism, um, or oneness with self. Oh, I love that. Isn't that so cool? I like, love and so that. In the Find spirit me up for that, in the spirit of reclaiming derogatory terms, right? Like yeah. slander towards people who I'm are other. I'm a motherfucking other, onanist. I'm an onanist. I'm be onan. <laughs> oh shit right so i think that like it's just cool for me to kind of go back and do the historical deep dive because inevitably whenever i dig through my archives records and research i end up coming across terms and phrases that were meant to be harmful and i actually go hella helpful what that's the shit And I, as non-religious as you may be, we cannot deny that we live in, like, a Eurocentric Christian and Catholic-dominated world, um, as that is the prevailing religion across the planet because of colonialism. So we are still influenced by those thoughts and behaviors, Mm. and many of us have inadvertently passed them down to Mm. each other Mm. over generations (laughs) because of the very Christian and European societies that Many of us grew up in. Mm. So, um, I just feel like th- knowing how deep that pain goes, like it makes so much sense why I have spoken to as many people as I have about how much actual like shame and grossness yeah. they feel after sex and masturbation. Yeah, um, and I really want everyone to have a healthy relationship to masturbation, like so badly. Yeah. Uh, that that is just like my one wish for everyone like truly actually the we have talked about the health benefits of a nut if you can give
1: yourself an orgasm it is Mm -hmm. a truly empower Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. empowering feeling Mm -hmm. if you have never experienced an orgasm i truly um I, I feel sorry for you because there's a lot of people with all different genders and all different genitalia that have never experienced orgasms in their lives. I know. Which I'm like, okay. I'm if you sorry. don't want one, if that's yes, one thing. Yes. But
0: if you want one and you haven't had it, sorry. I, I'm praying for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point. And, and
1: being with partners or without have never had yeah. one. Yeah. So the idea. And I think there the, a narrative that I was absolutely fed in my in the being in the body that I was in is that I'm not supposed to have anybody mm. or I'm supposed to be grateful being mm-hmm. fat. So you're not the the narrative that most people say is oh my god you're never gonna find somebody or just wait you'll find your right person or the opposite. Whenever anybody comes along, you should grab them up because you don't know when the next person is coming who's gonna yeah, like your yeah. fat ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which most people like my fat ass. Uh, Shut up. Um, if you are a fat person and have heard that they're fucking lying to you but truly in any case um when i did believe that because you know i'm not above that i'm still a child who was fed that information in
0: society right
1: so i had to unlearn that idea Mm -hmm. so i i don't want to shame anybody who's still in that phase because we all feel that way at some point in time if you are a fat girl if you are a fat person if you are a fat boy whatever like any gender um You are always fed that narrative Mm -hmm. of you uh, should be grateful of anybody who should Mm -hmm. give you any type of Mm -hmm. affection or love or attention, really, when it comes to that. So I know that personally growing up, learning that... um, I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna be okay with being alone for a really long time mm. and not having an orgasm. I'm gonna wait until I have mm-hmm. my partner to have an orgasm because I'm just gonna, I'm gonna find them, and once I find them, I'm gonna let, never let them go, and they're gonna give me orgasms. Mm. When I actually gave myself an orgasm, I was like, wh- whenever, they who? One, who? <laughs> whenever they come is whenever they come is whenever they come. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I can give. The love, validation, and like intimacy and literal nut that I want from a partner mm-hmm. to myself. Mm-hmm. So then, at that point, I'm looking for company, someone yeah, to build my intimacy, life with, yeah, like intimacy, other things, a stream of income. Yeah,
0: <laughs> shut up. I'm kidding. Shut up, daddy. But I'm kidding. But um, are you? <laughs> I made an additional. Yeah, uh, it's a plus. Yeah, it's
1: a plus. But my point being is that I'm. Uh, once i have the ability and the auto- and the sovereignty to give that so- no sorry once i have the capability and the ownership of my
0: Mm -hmm. own orgasm Mm -hmm. there we go yeah that's really fun that's a really
1: fun time Mm -hmm. when i have ownership over my own pleasure and ownership over my own orgasm when i don't have to externalize that when i can do whatever i need to do whenever i need to do it and have the self-awareness and also the in-tuneness with my own body to give it what it needs to reach orgasm that's fucking crazy
0: what you just said made me think of something i saw on instagram recent Not actually not recently maybe a little while ago and i can't remember where it came from so if someone knows please tell me or credit this um but someone posted you always have ownership over you do orgasm whether you're with a partner or not and i think that masturbation is like the foundation right that starting point of that yes then you can carry that into a sexual encounter with someone new or people new. Yes. But even in that scenario with those people, you still have ownership over your own orgasm in that space. Correct. Because no one knows your body like you know your body. So. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why (laughs) Orgasm. By extension. Yeah. But that's the reason why uh, Orgasm. Masturbating. Thank you. That's the reason
1: why masturbation is so important. Like you said, the foundation. And step one, because if you don't know how to get yourself Where you need to go. How do you expect other people to Yes,
0: exactly. And so of course to a certain extent, fuck niggas are fuck niggas and they don't they be getting in the bedroom and they don't wanna do what they wanna do. Yeah. However However, if you can't articulate that to yeah. that person, you can't expect them to like know how to immediately give right. you all the things you need. <laughs> to, to your <laughs> point, there are fucking niggas who don't want to learn it. And then yeah. there are fucking who who... And, there are,
1: <laughs> and there, are, then there are just niggas. And there are just niggas <laughs> who, who are showing up and are like, I genuinely want to help you. I don't yeah. know how. Yeah, so can yeah, you exactly. tell me how? Exactly. And if you can tell them how, they will do it. Yeah. And And they will be happy to do mm-hmm. it but um to to give ownership over your own pleasure to somebody, to somebody else, else
0: that's the part that's the part that's and the they're part. just gonna do it for me no it, no no, no. It, and then, and a when it doesn't happen
1: you resent them for it and mm-hmm. or b when it doesn't mm-hmm. happen you don't get it so like it it's a lose lose for yeah, everybody no one's, happy. no one's happy no
0: one's happy unless
1: the other person took ownership over their own orgasm and did what they need. And they, to didn't
0: do. they need to do when you're over here softy as fuck. So. Right.
1: So point being is like I really do think that if y'all can go away with this and, and understand that some, at least for me I'm going to listen back to this and, and take away that masturbation is useful. It is valuable. It has deep ties to things that have been telling me I have there's been something wrong about me for a very mm-hmm. long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And It's also a way to make sure that I'm good with me before I go and do anything else Mm -hmm. with anybody else.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it's a, it's a way for me to just recalibrate my body and my mind, um, with myself. It's just time hanging out with (laughs) me, um, which I also know many people are very uncomfortable with. Yeah. Like people, some people are really not cool being alone. Um, yeah, me either. Like I like being by myself totally a hundred percent. Um, yeah. And lots of people go through their whole life realizing that they have never actually spent time with themselves. Mm. And I think that's just an important thing for yeah. every person to do is yeah. just spend time with yourself. Yep. Um, it's a
1: very, very important.
0: So uh, something else I thought about too, that I said out loud the last time I had sex. So I'm saying it here now. Oh, <laughs> I feel very honored. Um, I, cause I don't know if I fully articulated this in the previous episode I view sex, sex with self, sex with anyone is a, as an act of self-expression. So if you can use it or view it that way, that has helped me immensely mm. to reframe how I'm approaching it. Um That's it's not incredibly it's, helpful. It's not about it's it's not about any other thing. It's not it's not about giving something to someone else. Like we were saying like it's about expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can self-express with other people, much like playing in a band mm-hmm. like creating art with somebody like mm-hmm. if you can do that with another person mm-hmm. dancing that is, with that somebody. is beautiful that's mm-hmm. amazing but to me at the end of the day is a form of self expression yes wow how beautiful
1: i'm glad you said it so
0: um yeah i uh, i uh,
1: wholeheartedly agree it really is a form of self-expression, mm-hmm. and it's it, one of the purest forms, really. I know it really is because you're in, you're in your most carnal state. True. There is literally nothing about you at that moment that's fake. It's, you can't fake it. If you, I mean, you can, and if you do, stop telling them. Stop. Uh, stop faking yeah, orgasms. You can't fake it. Stop no. faking them. Stop. Stop I'm letting, letting these niggas get off. Stop <laughs> letting these niggas get off. Not letting you. Like not allowing you. Ha- to have an orgasm I
0: know because then they're going to come crazy over here in my direction and think they're giving something and they're not <laughs> or you're just going to be in that house yeah. with a
1: man who's eating Cheetos and not giving you orgasms <laughs> like what's going on not
0: Cheetos
1: yeah settling we can't do that anymore no guys. girls if if they're not hitting <laughs>
0: tell them
1: if they're not hit, and I say yeah. girls is a universal term That's if what they're I'm not saying. hitting Girls,
0: the girls the gays they's them's the dolls like everyone yeah Yeah. Stop giving these niggas a pass. No. And we say (laughs) niggas as a universal term. Whoever.
1: Just stop faking (sighs) orgasms with anybody, with any partner, because you deserve ownership. And if you don't want one, that's fine. And again, we have said on the show that the destination is not an orgasm. You don't need to have an orgasm in order to have sex. But if you are on the journey and want one and want that self-expression, you deserve it, eh? And you deserve Mm -hmm. to know what it is. Mm -hmm. So you have to take ownership over knowing what you need in that moment. And... You deserve to have one. I think that's the moment that I'm in right now, currently, and that's mm. vulnerable to say. Is that like, I, you can also use um, masturbation in, in a lot of different forms. Like, people have, uh, people use breath work, magic. and you can literally, yeah, people have been doing sex magic. You can literally there are patterns in breath work that apparently get you to orgasm. I've never
0: done it, but you know, the girls be doing I've, what I've heard of do. people doing it. And I know people who have been like, I had sex and did my little magic and I did my witchcraft. And guess what? I have a new job. So. Oh, a hundred percent me. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that is, <laughs> we're going to spend a whole episode on sex magic. Okay. So great. By the way,
1: because we can't cover all of that. right. Yeah, now, no, we but- can't. But point being is I just, I know that it is an important tool that gets swept under the rug. Mm, all the time
0: mm -hmm. someone else that i was because i was rereading excerpts from pleasure activism yesterday Mm. um and i think it was maybe tony k bambara but maybe i'm wrong but somebody in there was saying like we need to be able to access our own pleasure in order to get like right with ourselves so we can get right with others yeah Um, and that is like getting right with yourself Mm -hmm. so you can get right with others Mm -hmm. is a personal belief and goal of mine. Yeah, The pragmatism of that is pretty spot on. And it keeps us from the, the, I think the further fleshing out of that sentiment was also like, we would be a better world if everyone had the ability to get their nut. Yeah. Like we just would. We really would. We just would. Everyone would probably be chilled the fuck out. Could you imagine
1: how like different like a board of education would be if like the superintendent if, got their if nut. the
0: super well supers are getting their dick up before the meeting but I'm talking about the woman the, the, the horrible waspy <laughs> white woman who Thank, is okay talking about education okay in a way that's fucking weird that's for
1: sure if you got your nut wow yeah and Imagine got your nut from yourself on your own terms Ooh! in wow.
0: a whole whole like full manner and an yeah. empowered sovereign being yeah. wow <laughs> the fuck (laughs) she could never i'm sorry she's not doing it now but regardless i think that's something that i've got ed over there the only (laughs) other point i wanted to touch on probably before we wrap our masturbation conversation Mm. is you mentioned that which is an important point it's also not linear it's not about orgasm nope and something that has helped me and, and going back and rereading excerpts from Pleasure Activism by Adrian Marie Brown. So if you are not already aware, Adrian Marie Brown has a book called Pleasure Activism um, about the connection between pleasure and activism. It is such a core foundational text to, to this show. Core. Um, and we will be speaking more about her work and like using excerpts from her stuff as inspiration for episodes. But in this particular case, she has one passage in here that kind of prompts people to play with themselves. Keyword, play, right? Play. Play with themselves. Play. On a daily basis. Um. So it's like, touch yourself, do whatever, literally whatever. It doesn't have to be an orgasm, right? So like, there's also, as, as we always say, there, everything here exists on a spectrum yeah. or a continuum. Mm-hmm. It's never an absolute or a binary. Yeah. It's usually some version of a collection of many things all put together in one and so masturbation or self-play doesn't have to look the same for everyone mm-hmm. and it doesn't always have to be i sat down and i masturbated and then i orgasm yeah no it could be any number of things that make you feel more connected to your body
1: yeah and listening to you made me realize like there have been times when i have masturbated and like i didn't reach orgasm and i thought i failed and i'm like yes that's oh my not God. It. yeah, yeah yeah that's same. not it or release that
0: shame, yeah. Please
1: release that. And I am I am saying this now that I release that. Mm-hmm. But also there have been times where I have started to masturbate, realized something else, realized that I wasn't feeling it, and then stopped and I felt Again, oh no, I messed up, I didn't reach mm-hmm. a completion. But I also was like, if this was a situation where I was a part I was with a partner and I wanted to have to stop having sex, I would allow the same compassion and courtesy to stop yeah. having sex with that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why wouldn't I allow the same courtesy and you know, to, to myself? Which is a conversation that I had about a year and a half ago that really
0: helped mm-hmm. me. Where I was like, How the
1: fuck am I not like if I'm in a situation and I don't want to have sex with with myself mm. right now? And I thought I did, but I changed my mind. And I'm, I'm going to be mad that I didn't get my nut. Yeah, what?
0: Yeah, like yeah, exactly. That's like weird. Like, kill the rapist in your head. Right. Yeah, kill the white supremacist in your head. Kill, kill the cop in your head. Kill the like- cop, kill the
1: white supremacist, <laughs> kill the capitalist in your head. Because I'm like, if if I was in any other situation, I would, de- I would give myself so much compassion yeah. in that space. Because mm-hmm. not only did I allow myself access to my body... I la- I did a sacred act with them. We're having fun. It's supposed to be playful. So if you change your mind in play, no harm done. No harm exactly. done. And I want to I really want to emphasize the word play because I think we use we use it on this show a lot. I when Adrian talks about it and when most of like the thought leaders that I that mm-hmm. I follow talk about it, I really love the spirit that that invokes. Because yeah. if you think about play, the lightheartedness that comes with play, the curiosity that comes with mm. play, the innocence, yeah, the, the, the gentleness, gentleness yeah. the the sweetness that comes with idea of play. And for me, that I always associated play with like arts and crafts, mm-hmm. play with music. Mm-hmm. But mostly like the idea of just seeing what comes and just kind of having fun with it. I think that that is a spirit that is sometimes law that I have lost in myself when, in terms of masturbation and also lost in myself in mm. terms of sex, where there is an execution and a checklist that needs to be ac- mm-hmm. accomplished. And, it's you know, swipe left, then swipe yeah, right. And then, da, 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 and then and circular. And then, you know, it's just, you know, you have a routine that normally mm. gets you to the certain place and mm-hmm. then you get to the. Cer- That's. I, not what we want. We want play. We want the idea of creating something new and seeing where it goes.
0: What Everything you just said made me think of two things. I'm going to try to package them. Explicitly. Okay, sweet. The first thing you said about like being able to talk to yourself as kindly as like you would hope a partner would to you yeah. if you choose to not have sex, I think harks to the other point about getting to know yourself Mm -hmm. through masturbation Mm -hmm. it makes for safer sex with others Mm. in my experience knowing what my boundaries are knowing what i like knowing what i don't like makes it a lot easier for Mm -hmm. me to quickly come to a conclusion Mm -hmm. and make a decision about what i want to continue to do or not do with a partner yes it helps me avoid situations where i come away from it feeling negative or uncomfortable um because not every sexual scenario, at least in my case, has been flat out like, oh, I was sexually assaulted. Yeah. Sometimes you come out of the scenario and both people feel uncomfortable and weird and they can't figure out why. why? Yep. Because both people betrayed themselves in the process. Yep. And that's a situation that could be avoided the better you know yourself. Um, the easier it is for you to say no to yourself, the easier it is for you to say no to someone else. Um, and I have really grown to love that about my masturbation process because- Like I said, I've, I've had a number of like serious vaginal health issues that have made it really difficult for me to have sex with people. Um, and it causes me to be very irritated in my vaginal area. My vaginal area is very delicate. And so I need partners to approach me in a very specific way. If I can't articulate that way to them, then it becomes really uncomfortable. And I have only been able to better articulate my needs in that space and avoid physical like not even mental or emotional discomfort like literal mm-hmm. physical discomfort mm-hmm. because i have taken time to get to know myself and i literally know like ooh ah nope we can't do that yeah like i have to stop because i already know that this position or this we've been having sex for too long or like whatever it is we need lube we need something but i have to be able to stop in the middle mm-hmm. and confidently say mm-hmm. we can't do this right now I don't want to disrupt your trains of thought because I know you had two mm-hmm. that you are going to package, but that
1: really makes me uh, want to chime in with one thing that I'm yes. going to talk about in the, in the pleasure center is... I'm proud of you for IDing the feeling in your body. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about how, Mm -hmm. we'll talk about more of the details later, but IDing that feeling in your body that something is wrong and you knowing what comes next, why it's wrong, what's going Mm. on is so important Mm. because the fact that you reached a point in your body where you're like, something's wrong I gotta turn it back or i have changed my mind or whatever if you id what that actual feeling feels yeah. like in your body it's easier to verbalize mm-hmm. it then mm-hmm. because you're like no i'm feeling it you know yeah, yeah but there's a lot of people who feel that feeling coming on and haven't id that for mm-hmm. themselves or what that actually feels mm-hmm. like, of what that actually is like the feeling of of being in a little bit of danger or in a little bit of uncertainty or Or in a little bit of, thank you. Or being in a little bit of discomfort, actually Mm -hmm. being in a little bit of discomfort. You're right. I, I think it's important to know what that actually feels like. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. to ID what that feeling Mm -hmm. is in your body. Mm -hmm. So, once, to me, that the way that my brain works is once that, I, that feeling is ID'd, then the rest of it comes. But you can't mm. actually ID it. If you can't actually ID what that feeling feels like, then it's harder for you to articulate it in that yeah. moment. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally does. Okay, good. I do what... You really touched on a really important thing. Mm. You really did, which mm. is if there are so many situations where people leave uncomfortable and don't know why. Yeah. And like i just like how you wish everybody or uh has an orgasm i wish everybody really took the time to id some of their feelings yeah to really take a second and be like this is what it feels like when i'm actually sad this is what it feels like when i'm happy like Mm. what does happiness Mm -hmm. feel like in your body like Mm -hmm. what does safety feel like Mm -hmm. in your body like that's the type of thing where i'm like if you if you feel uncomfortable trust your gut and no and just stop and move on and, and and try to you know, even if you don't know why, trust your your stomach, yeah. trust your intuition. And even if you can't articulate it, if you are feeling that feeling, mm. still trust mm. your gut. Um, but I do think that if everyone spends a little bit more time IDing what certain feelings actually feel like in their body when they're feeling it, it will be easier for them to feel it and then immediately actually <laughs> articulate mm. it. Because it's hard. It, it's hard because feelings shift and change all the time is just like thoughts. So if you can ID it like a person, like, oh, I see Frank going by. Or I see Mia going by. You know what I mean? Like, if you can ID it like that, then I think... It's it's
0: sex mindfulness. Yes,
1: it's easier to just be able to avoid uncomfortable moments, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in my experience.
0: I'm here for sex mindfulness.
1: Yeah, dude. But I don't know. I just really love masturbation. I think it's such a beautiful thing to do. I'm curious how y'all chime in how do you use masturbation like wh- when do you use it do you use it just when you're bored do you use it like for like what else because like i am i was so fascinated to hear like why you use masturbation
0: oh i have be been using it for all types of things me too and i so i said this i think on our last season which all the episodes are gone so like i'm gonna say it here one of the first times i ever masturbated was with a turkey baster from oh <sighs> was with a turkey baster <laughs> from the kitchen oh my um because i like when i lived in california we had a house where the bathroom was <laughs> like right next to the kitchen and i was home alone i think my parents were both at work my sister was still at school and i had just gotten home from school i had to be in either late middle school or early high school mm. at this point mm. and i was on my period oh so my i god I, Put a tampon in, and that that one time I put the tampon in, I said, "Wait Ooh. a minute, there's something going on." No. um, oh my and there God. is like I think because I got my period really early, mm. um, I guess early, whatever, early, whatever, it is. yeah. But I got it when I was like seven or eight, like oh, which shit. is pretty. That early. is pretty um yeah that's and so did, early so did like my sister like i think it's something going on the family trees got early periods i don't know but i got it and i think even just having my period as a young Person with a vagina, like I was like, oh okay, so like I'm gonna have to learn about my body, yeah, a lot more quickly. Like I have to do it now, <laughs> yeah, 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 um, because I I have to be able to insert a tampon, I have to be able to put on a pad, I have to be able to like notice when my cycle is affecting me, yeah, and making me have cramps and making me upset and yada yada yada. I think mine was 11, so it's still that mm. and that's like I feel like that's relatively early too. Some people don't get their period until they're like 15 wow yeah Just, like and again periods what is, are odd now. yeah what is normal with that yeah, i don't, I don't know. know but i was putting in the tampon and i put it in and i was like let me take this tampon out <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> because if, i felt some type of way when i put it in that time and i was like so there's feelings happening oh when my i put God. it in so then i tried my finger and i was like this isn't enough and i was like what like Ballast, like what object could I get? That you have is, always been who you are. Yeah, that's exactly. That's why I'm. am t- not new to this. I am true. You have to always this been who because you are. I have always been the type of person to be like. I could not today find. Let's talk about sex. Find right now. me a way, and yeah. I'll do it. And I got that turkey baster from that motherfucking kitchen, oh. and I swear to you, like we've had that turkey baster for years. I think we just threw it away, like probably like four years ago. <laughs> Me and the cold. And and we had that, so we had to have that, that turkey baster for like oh for like ten years. And I I put it in the dishwasher. Okay, made sure it was like fully fully cleansed. Oh my um, god. <laughs> But I obviously didn't tell anybody. So it just went back in the the kitchen and nobody knew. Holy shit.
1: (laughs) But I just like needed it. I needed it. I was like, I need to
0: know this. That's wild. And honestly, I think that that was like, because that was my first time really like trying to masturbate. That was okay. the first time I tried to like actually execute something versus just being like, I'm playing around down there and we're just seeing how it feels and yada yada. Oh, yeah, I, I did mine. You didn't do yours. I know. So we're doing it now. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and so now looking back, I think that I almost like over, I, I went full throttle too quickly. <laughs> Because then I u- started using the turkey baster and I was like, this feels good, but it doesn't feel like good, good. And it's because I wasn't being slow. Oh. Like I immediately felt the feeling of goodness, which was just something small, right? A tampon, a finger. Those are like kind of gradual entry points. Oh my God. The baster was basting. Yeah, that's, that's laying pipe. <laughs> the baster was laying pipe. <laughs> that's crazy. So- so i was like okay wait a minute wait a minute and then at a certain point it didn't feel good anymore so i was like uh, i should stop because i think i was just doing too much and what i have realized is, i'm a very sensual person not a very sexual person me too although i can be although i don't think i'm demi sensual maybe okay um because i can sensual anything with anyone, yeah. probably like yeah. I don't need the like emotional part <gasps> or piece,
1: Maybe, right? Yeah, I'm de- I'm demisexual for real, but I'm omnisensual. Really? I can, okay. I can be sensual with anything.
0: Okay, okay. That's- yeah, because I'm I be sensual. Like I I was eating food the other day. I was munching on some birria tacos, and I was like, <sighs> I know where you got them, and I know they're good. I was like nutting to the tacos. No, that's what I'm. Sa- so I, must, I have always.
1: That's what I'm. Sa- I think. Wow, you just did give me you just gave me an aha moment for really real. yeah because i've all like i've always felt i've always been a, literally a sensory person so mm. i've always loved to touch and hear and sound so i've always been in, like intimate scenarios with people <laughs> but they've mm. always been sensual in terms of like intimacy yeah. but never like i what is sex Penetr like I'm thinking yeah. about like in it like a no one was trying to get each other off you know what I mean I see yeah so I even younger I've always been like a touchy touchy feely mm-hmm. feely type of person but I've never been a um overly I've never been overly hype about sex
0: see I'm I think I'm bo- like opposite. I I'm both in that like I I'm overly sensual in a way that very much directs me and moves in a direction towards sex mm. like. I just need the sensual I need a lot of sensuality before I can engage in sex. Like oh. thinking all the way back to our first
1: I also few
0: episodes that. about our like uh desire types. Yeah. And like some people having responsive desire versus spontaneous desire, mm-hmm. and some people being having like different erotic archetypes. The erotic blueprint is like, also mm-hmm. I I I am very, um, kinky in that like the sensual element offers a psychological play oh. for me. Okay, so I think we're similar but different still because yeah. I I. I'm almost, I'm sensual and sexual with everything. Like I, I I'm telling you, I was eating that taco and I was like, my pants are juicy. (laughs) Yeah, because dude. I'm eating this motherfucking taco right now. Maybe
1: we are. Well, we are similar in the way that if that was a, I could absolutely see myself in that exact same scenario mm, and that I exact see. thing happening. I see, <laughs> like, I see, I see. You know, so I'm sensual with everything. I think I'm, sen- but in sexual situations, it has to be even more sensual. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It totally does. So I, yeah, girl, I, I you're just funny. I, I feel <laughs> you because you really have been yourself your your whole life. You really? I've been myself my whole life too, which is I've the reason why we've been basting and
0: tasting That's, since shut, the beginning. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Since the beginning. Be quiet. Um. So be yeah, be no, that was my quiet. like first foray into the masturbation station, and I was having a good time. But I did, I will say, the moral of the story is like I, I was also still learning about myself mm-hmm. in that moment, even though it was the first time I had ever really done anything. Mm-hmm. I had the wherewithal to say, okay. This feels good. That feels better, but to an extent. Mm-hmm. Not all the time and at a certain pace. Mm-hmm. And like there are all these layers and little nuances about every person's body that you have to get to know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take that time to spend it with yourself and like let yourself be vulnerable enough to to feel all of it, like it, like it makes me think about all the things I learned in therapy, which is like giving yourself Being kind to yourself. That's what I'm thinking. Good masturbation requires a kindness to yourself, in my opinion. And I was able to be kind to myself and say that doesn't feel good. This does feel good. That's great. That's not. And I'm moving through all those different things. And if you're not able to be gracious with yourself and listen to yourself and talk to yourself in a kind manner, then you will also masturbate the way you probably fuck, which is not in a way that's intentional or mindful or acknowledges your needs.
1: Oh my God. You know, that's
0: so poignant. That is
1: such a great point. It really is. Yeah,
0: I try. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) It really is. And it makes me think of like my current. Like what I'm currently using my masturbation mm. for. I, I want to end this conversation by bringing up fractals. Okay, because I think because at least I view and you now we've come to this collective agreement view masturbation as like a foundational tool. Correct. It is the it's the starting point fractal, right? Mm-hmm. And how we build relationship. Mm-hmm. Relationship to self, relation so then effectively it ripples outwards to Mm -hmm. relationship to others, relationship to family, community, society, politic, like all the things. Yep. It is an it is such an easy entry point Mm -hmm. to begin changing the way you relate to everything. Yep. Because fractals are real. And again, if you don't know what a fractal is, fractals are essentially a self-repeating pattern of something at various scales so something that exists at a small scale will then iterate itself at a larger scale and a larger scale if you looked at leaves leaves are fractals so little
1: petals into bigger petals into bigger petals yes
0: yes so the image of a fern is what often comes to mind for people Mm -hmm. um because it is a it's an assimilation or assembly an assemblation Mm. assembly what the fuck am i saying i don't know an assembly (laughs) of small petals that create a similar Mm -hmm. image at a larger scale Mm -hmm. um and if you were to zoom in or zoom out it would look the same at every scale dandelions yes yes um and and we will definitely link to some stuff on fractals in this episode so please pull out your phone and click the links in the description because um fractals are very important to us as a concept and they were introduced to us by again the dear adrian marie brown she 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 Um, just she just she'd be doing it she really just wrote you know what i mean she wrote a lot of stuff she did it if we're thinking about revolutionizing our relationships to the state to our family to our friends to our community to our work self-relationship is the beginning point it is the very bottom of the fractal it is the first iota that then could ripple out and create a massive change in your life and i have noticed a serious shift in the way i relate to others based on how i relate to myself Mm -hmm. get right with yourself to get right with others and that has been such a like a permeating mantra throughout all the things i do I think that if you can think of things in that way, that helps you better contextualize what masturbation means beyond its carnal physical act. Yeah. Um, For those of you who are spiritual, um, who are interested in placing masturbation in context with everything else that's going on. And for those who are interested in making pleasure, a simultaneously political and personal act. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the words of our mother, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going
0: to love Shut up. Stop bringing up RuPaul.
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, you, you hit the nail on the head. How you relate to yourself is how you show up for other mm-hmm. people. How mm-hmm. you allow other people to show up for you. Mm-hmm. How you access your own pleasure. I have been learning is um, going to permeate into how I relate to other people. Because am I dangling the carrot with other people? you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
0: am
1: i Mm -hmm. am i in a situation where i'm allowing actually to be to be present and enjoy myself in relationships Mm -hmm. that was the question that came Mm -hmm. after so to your point of fractals how i show up for myself and how i choose to love myself um is how i allow other people to love me how i show up to to love other people and that can be changed and and revolutionized but it just has to it has to start with yourself
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah well this is wonderful yeah as usual mm-hmm. i feel such a release whenever mm-hmm. we record so on the other side of the break <laughs> you know those people in like in like the fucking bbc shows yes the
1: announcers on the bbc be really doing they're it.
0: so extra yeah on the other side of the break. yeah <laughs> We're going to be talking about, and there was actually don't somebody on for us. on well, TikTok, for us, all right. some like white British dudes on TikTok, were making fun of like a certain era of like BBC documentary people who oh. were super fucking racist and would be like, "Oh, I'm in the slums of India," oh. and un- yada yada yada. Exactly. Oh, honestly, no. it was a really funny TikTok because they <laughs> did a good parody of those crooked tooth motherfucking assholes. So crooked tooth, <laughs> very busted lip. Oh so, no. Um. Yeah anyways on the other side of the break we're talking about pleasure mapping and how we're gonna incorporate (laughs) the values and sentiments of masturbation into our daily lives um and very much so embody the fractal mentality which is how do we take something at the kernel or the root and allow it to ripple and permeate through all the various levels and forms of our lives
1: You better start off British and stick the landing.
0: And and, stick the landing, African-American. Stick the landing, (laughs) African-American. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye.
1: Not bye. (laughs) Oh, we'll see you soon. Exactly. We'll see you soon.
0: Let's get it. This episode of Politics of Pleasure is brought to you by, you guessed it, us. Our time, energy, and wisdom are very precious, and we really value your support. As you know, we are an anti-capitalist duo, and so we rely on loyal and generous listeners rather than corporate sponsorships to sustain us. Your donation helps us buy books for research, new recording equipment, and probably most importantly, helps us pay the black, brown, and queer guests that we interview. If listening to this show helps you learn a little something new or maybe encourages you to spark a conversation or simply makes you laugh out loud, we are really grateful that we can give you that gift and that you have become a part of our community. Being in community with you all as listeners is probably the most rewarding part of this show and your donation helps us to continue to build community and share invaluable resources for our liberation. You can donate to us via the link at the bottom of this episode description with gratitude and love. Thank you
1: all right kids welcome back from the break and welcome to the pleasure center Like always, this section will be timestamped in the description of this episode, so if and when you wanna return to this part, you can. Take your time and come back to this pleasure center exercise when you're ready and as many times as you want. I'll be right here. The rest of us, let's get to the good stuff. This week, we are keeping the masturbation train going and talking about a tool that will help us all out during our solo time. So, in the pursuit of a good time with your damn self, Let's talk about pleasure mapping. Pleasure mapping is a somatic exercise involving the senses, the process of mapping your own erotic zones on your body. It's a great way of spending intentional time with yourself and is a useful tool to learn new things about your sexual response patterns. On top of that, pleasure mapping is just good at showing you things you like and can help you figure out how to tell your partner what you want. Dr. Sakshi Tiku, an occupational therapist, personal counselor and creator of Sex, Love & OT writes, the idea is to explore and deviate from experiencing sex and orgasm as an end goal and for it to be a means of reconnecting with ourselves and or with partners for pleasure. This can be used outside of sex as well. I first heard about pleasure mapping as a self-soothing technique. I was using it in order to battle my depression but I've heard this technique can be used to ground a lot of different people. A version of this sensory map has seen success in early childhood development applications as well as with neurodivergent folks. And I love how we can apply this to masturbation. In order for us to be connected to our pleasure during masturbation, we must have a deep understanding of our needs and what we actually like. This is a tangible, effective technique that allows us to get clearer on that answer. Like I said, I've used sensory mapping to self-soothe my own mental state, so I'm really looking forward to doing this exercise and discovering new ways this applies to my sensuality. Dr. Tiku said it, the goal is about reconnecting with ourselves. The deeper I'm connected with my desires, the easier it is to move and communicate with them in mind. I'll include a link to Dr. Tiku's article in the description. Some other great resources on pleasure mapping are the erotic blueprint quiz we've mentioned on the show before, as well as Adrienne Marie Brown's book, Pleasure Activism. The final resource on pleasure mapping I want to share was made by my sis, abolitionist community organizer, cultural worker, writer, and fellow podcaster, Nikki Franco, aka Venus Roots. I'll be using her infographic as guidance for this week's exercise. But before we get there, y'all know what the suggestion this week is going to be spend some time with yourself and masturbate. Outside of that, I have a couple other suggestions. First, try to ID your feelings. Take note of what your body's actually doing when you're relaxed or in pleasure. You can start by focusing on different parts of the body. Once you've gotten comfortable with noticing, you can begin to take stock of your pleasure points. This is also a safety measure. During soloed or partnered sex, If your pleasure points don't feel right at any given time, you can pull out of the situation that's making you feel uncertain. It should also be said that sometimes parts of your body do things that you necessarily don't want them to do. An example of this is your genitalia indicating that you're aroused when in actuality the rest of your body doesn't want the interaction or is dissociating. Adrienne Marie Brown describes this complicated feeling in her article, I want you, but I'm triggered. In these times, a loving reminder would be to take note of what other parts of your body are doing, not your genitalia. What's the narrative going on in your mind at the moment? Is it one of safety? Can you check your breathing? Is it clenched? Do you feel like you are unsafe? Or do you feel like you're really free? Those type of indications outside of your Obvious pleasure zones can be indicators of whether or not you want to move forward with whatever's going on. The beauty of pleasure mapping is that it breaks down the idea that you can only get pleasure from one part of your body. It expands your ideas of what pleasure even is and where you can find it. Plus, it shows that feeling good goes beyond what's between your legs. Which leads me to the exercise. Like I mentioned before. I'll be using an infographic made by Nikki Franco as reference. We'll be sharing it on our socials and you can learn more about Nikki at venusroots.com. This exercise can be done as a journal entry or just an internal energy check. Feel free to take notes of the questions and write them down or just listen along and take mental notes for your responses. What I appreciate about how Nikki has framed this resource is how she identified its position in the decolonization of the wellness industry. In her newsletter, she writes, Today, during my somatic session, my coach guided me through a practice of answering, how do I embody spaciousness when spaces are tight? They reminded me that the wellness and self-care industry is curated to ease white women's anxieties, where... It's a demonstration of its resources, wealth, access, and performing how many self-care activities can one partake in, a checking off of the checklist. The task at hand isn't necessarily to have a long repertoire of self-care, but rather thinking about what actually supports me, what actually makes me feel good. Couldn't said it better myself. The wellness industry is designed to cater to white women, the upholders of white supremacy, If you are black or a brown person who has ever dabbled in anything wellness, then you're probably familiar with the complicated feeling of finding a really valuable healing tool and that tool being packaged to you in a way that feels distorted from your reality. This can easily be the case for an exercise like pleasure mapping. The tool is valuable, but when used with delusional perspectives, it can have little effect. That's why I believe it's important to ask specific questions. Questions about what actually supports you as opposed to what you can obtain externally. Nikki's infographic is presented like a flower, with the five senses as petals smell, sight, touch, hearing, and taste. Use when feeling disconnected from the body to ground you and give light to your current emotional, psychological, physical, and intuitive states. Here are the questions What scents and odors are enticing comfort? Joyful memories. What have you seen recently that has struck you as beautiful for the first time? Which textures are offering safety? Caresses that relax your body? What sounds bring you to song? Meditation? Dance? What flavors do you crave? Food and drink that nurture you? You can ask these questions and find answers all over your body. Finding the sensual answers to these questions can give you more tools during sex and will empower you with the knowledge of how you make your own pleasure. What sense do you like to have around you during sex? What is something beautiful you've witnessed during the process? Where on your body can you touch yourself or where can your partner touch you that will bring a feeling of safety, of sensuality? What sounds turn you on? What tastes fulfill you? I'm grateful for Nikki for her beautiful infographic and particular questions. And I really love sensory exercises as a whole because sensory exercises highlight something so small yet so universally human. Having the sensitivity to understand your own comfort is a gift. To be able to reconnect to that comfort in times of distress, that's a skill. So practice it and make it fun. Play with your senses so it can deepen your feelings of fullness and satisfaction. With that, I wish you happy pleasure mapping. Peace, y'all.
0: that pleasure is such a human part of existing mm-hmm. and I wish that more people viewed it that way Yeah, and to be able to have tools to identify what makes us feel good what gives us pleasure is a starting point to feeling hu- as human as we can feel um, because As I think I've said either here Or on our Twitter or Instagram or something Pleasure And pain are not the opposite They are actually Kind of more like a yin and yang Like they're not anti each other They actually like live inside of each other Mm -hmm. And To experience the fullness of pleasure is to experience the fullness of the human experience. Yeah. The same way to experience the fullness of pain is to experience the fullness of the human experience. Mm -hmm. We have to feel, in general, period, in order to feel anything. Yeah, emotion is a part of the human experience. Yeah, so, like, whether it's pleasure or pain or everything in between or outside of it, it's necessary.
1: Yeah, and it's a good point to highlight because, like you just said... (laughs) I want everybody, include I want I I want everybody, but especially myself, to experience the full spectrum of 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 this life. Yeah, yeah. of human emotion, of this life, of pleasure, of pain, of you know, like I serve a a type of love for music and for love, for, for life and for art. That requires a wide birth of life. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. a wide mm-hmm. spectrum of feeling and emotion. Yeah. And I think that sex is a vehicle to allow you to explore some of those emotions, hopefully in a safe space mm-hmm. with someone witnessing you. Mm-hmm. And that's or you a
0: you witnessing yourself. Or
1: you witnessing yourself. And that's a miracle. Yeah. Truly, like it really is. Like there's no other <laughs> word that comes to mind is you have the ability to experience your own pleasure, yourself, and mm. witness yourself mm-hmm. and experience humanness yeah. and and what and what comes with that. And I think what I was going to say before is this whole conversation I think that we've been toying with the idea of there is a a <laughs> there's a story that we have been told throughout our lives. That emotions, period, should be um, diminished, not discarded. looked at, discarded, um, just deemed subordinate yeah. to production mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. doing and being mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, and to doing Doing is really the, is the, is the main one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I just wish that if you get anything out of this, like accessing your own pleasure is truly a gift
0: to yourself yep i agree
1: it's a gift that should be treasured and explored and not taken for granted Mm -hmm. just and it can be accessed pretty easily if we give ourselves
0: the pleasure if we give give ourselves
1: a chance it's free it's pretty easy if we give ourselves a
0: chance it's
1: free like you don't have to do nothing that is like you can do it alone with yourself just by yourself.
0: circle back all the way to the beginning of the episode talking about the amazon union mm-hmm. organizing process like just feel what is free making other people feel comfortable and good mm-hmm. in where they are
1: yeah here's the feeling it is to. such a
0: simple but important tool towards radically changing the way we relate to everything mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. the pursuit okay. of pleasure is really important
0: it's so free as fuck, and it's free <laughs> as fuck. It's really important. It's free oh as fuck. Oh we'll, my god! We'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, well, that wraps up this episode of Politics of Pleasure. You can follow us on IG at Politics of Pleasure Pod or on Twitter at Pleasure Politic. Please don't forget to support our show. You can support us with the link in the description. We really value all the support you give us. If we helped you laugh, cry, meditate, have a conversation anything that moved you today in this episode we really hope that you support us whether with a one-time donation or a recurring one so just click that link in the description Mm -hmm. and we will talk to you all in two weeks
1: have fun y'all Love on yourselves
0: peace